0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.
1: It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel to and Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football. No. Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes.
2: Company, Sarah Spain with you as always, and joined by a new ESPN member, joined uh, just before the
1: pandemic, great timing, (laughs) moved all the way from L.A. to Bristol, Connecticut area, just in time to sit alone in her apartment and wonder what she'd done to her life, and now she's here on
2: Spain and Company, so now she's really wondering all the different choices in her life that led her here. It's Ashley Brewer. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, thanks for hanging out tonight. Oh, lucky me. Thank you so much. I know. Everyone keeps checking on me from L.A. They're like,
1: wide web www that's what it stands for it you know that's an acronym people 1029 espn.com you go there you listen live all the time the stream is available thanks to our friends at opportunity bank opportunity bank it's your local bank your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, 361-3688 is your phone number. Top of the hour, we'll take some calls uh, if you want to participate. I got uh, some fun questions uh, for the floor, for the group, uh, and if you want to participate in that, you can also uh, go ahead and check it out at Gus tell if you want to get in there on that. We'll go to the uh, social medias on it as well. Uh, 361-3688, all guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Uh, tomorrow is the signing deadline in the NFL. As such, uh, a couple of defensive players. Got theirs. And we also have still not talked about Patrick Mahomes because we were. Well, on vacation, and the most shocking thing that happened to me on vacation was catching a fish. The second most shocking (laughs) thing was looking at a 10-year deal. I don't even care about the money. I care about the time, the duration on this thing for Patty Mahomes. My goodness, but 10 years, $503 million all in, Uh, and uh, we can uh, get into that a little bit because I think there's a lot to uh, unpack there. So we'll get through that. As I mentioned, uh, the Madden ratings came out, uh, particularly at the quarterback spot I don't know I don't play Madden I don't play video games there's a good reason for that I'll tell you why I don't uh after uh, when we get to it but uh the the ratings let's put it like this it seems clear to me the ratings are not reflective of who the best quarterbacks are Okay. They may be reflective to some sort of skill or whatever, but I don't think they're all that accurate in regard to who's actually going to show up and be the best quarterback on the field. So we'll go through that. Uh, We've talked about the fact that J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez are trying to buy the Mets and they don't have enough money. By the way, that should be a stunning statement if you are paying attention. No doubt. J-Lo and A-Rod together don't have enough money to buy the Mets. So they are dipping into their pool of friends trying to get buyers and they've got a uh, pretty interesting list of them. So we'll go through that as well. Top of the hour, we'll play a little blindside. You want to get involved again, 361-3688 at the 5 o'clock. And uh, Pat Mahomes uh, in the next hour as well. So there you go. That is our Tuesday show. Coulter, what's going on over there? How are we doing? Just fine. How you doing? How's life? How you living? Everything's great, man. Good. A little hot. I'm glad to be inside. Air conditioned. I mean, I do this every once in a while, usually on the coldest day of the year. But more often... Uh, and it's by no means the hottest day of the year. We got some more heat coming, but it's starting to do that really warming up thing out there. Yes, it is. Let me give just a big shout out to all the blue collar boys and girls out there in the world. I mean, out there digging ditches. Running the big machinery, cutting the timber, doing whatever it is that you're up to out there in the world, dealing with the elements, uh, you're doing it the right way, and God bless you for it. Because I sit here, my hands are very, very soft to the touch. I must say, they're like they're like. High-priced leather, my hands—they're such—they're so well taken care of. I sit here in this very climate-controlled new studio, and I feel great. By the way, I'm not saying I want to trade. I just want to commend them out there doing the good work in the world.
0: Well deserved. They—they they, uh, need commending certainly. And uh, the body—I mean, the way that the body. Meanwhile, I'm drinking coffee yeah, out of a drama queen—a pink drama queen cup. Have you ever done manual labor? I mean. You mean for a job? It's so interesting because you know how hot I get, right? (laughs) <laughs> but when but I when I was I mean when I was young, most of all my work was manual labor outside and I used to not get nearly as overheated because I would be so much more used to it. Yeah. I worked like if the, I was to go outside and work a ten hour shift like I used to do, I'm quite confident that I would be close to death. I, I worked for the forest. Service I used service to do that like five a days tech a week
1: crew, on a tech crew for the Forest Service hiking around the woods. So that was a very manual labor job for a summer, by the way. So the worst season to be out there. Um but that was great and that was a that was a lot of work. I couldn't do that uh any anymore i'm afraid to say i'm trying to think of what other jobs i've had you know people underestimate the amount of physical labor that goes into industry work you know what i'm talking about if you're an industry worker out there but i uh you know i worked in a couple of kitchens along the way and spend a lot of time on your feet you're running around you're trying to get stuff done on time in a quick you know kind of concise manner. So you do a little bit of that There, it's not exactly construction work. Don't get me wrong. By the way, I've never had a construction job. And the reason that I have not had a construction job is the people that build things want them to be built well. And so that disqualifies me from partnering with them in that endeavor. <laughs> um, Coulter, let's talk a little bit about the NFL, man. Some big news coming out in the way of contracts today. Uh, tomorrow is the signing deadline. By the way, uh, I don't know who reported this. I'm sorry, but the, the, the report is that it sounds like the Dallas Cowboys will not get a deal done with Dak Prescott, so presumably then that means he is uh, franchised. Uh, he's going to make a tidy sum as a franchise quarterback, uh, no doubt, uh, but it will just be for one year. Uh, I think that I wonder if, well, we can talk about this more when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, but I wonder if the Cowboys... Hated or liked or neither the uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes signing as it pertained to them trying to get a deal done with Dak Prescott. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that. But the big signing today were defensive players. The highest paid defensive players in the NFL prior to the day were, uh, in terms of by year, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Hard to argue. Well, guess what? They've just been topped and it's by Miles Garrett, Colter, Miles Garrett, Five years, $125 million, 25 per. That's seven years all in because he has two years remaining on his rookie deal, so he's going to play for very cheap this season. Then in the fifth-year option, I think it's like $20, 20 million, something like that, and then it'll be $25 million every uh, year after that for five seasons. $144 million in total over five years, and he is now the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, man is a bit of an anomaly. Now, we know how his season ended last year and the the fight and the helmet swing with Mason Rudolph, very ugly situation on the field. Miles um, Garrett paid the penance that he had to pay for that, was suspended for six games, was not even instated in the league at the end of the season, was reinstated over the course of uh, the the offseason. season. It's interesting to me though, because what I know of Miles Garrett in terms of you know the the you know the personality type and the type of guy he is and the type the, the things that he's into off the field and just his demeanor in general, watching him in interviews and various you know uh, shows and things along those lines, very out of character for him to do to to do what he did. And there's there's been a lot of accusations back and forth about you know what was said or what was done by Mason Rudolph that garnered that sort of reaction Miles Garrett I'm not going to get into the weeds on that right now there you can't do what he did period okay there's just no room for that in in professional sports that's that is done period end of story you pay the price that you pay for it, and it was a stiff one, a six-game penalty, which, by the way, his team was much the worse for wear without his services at the end of the season last year. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it may be too strong, but, you know, Freddie Kitchens didn't blow anybody's doors off anyway, but there's there's a chance that if Miles Garrett do, isn't suspended that Freddie Kitchens is still the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, there's yeah, maybe. it's a possibility. Point being, I do think that there's a lot of people. I certainly am one who uh, I'm optimistic about who Miles Garrett is. I've always liked Miles Garrett, what he's been about, and even though that is the thing that now everybody goes to when they think about Miles Garrett, uh, I think that that he's got a he's got a great opportunity, and certainly needs to show definitively that that's not what he's about. That said, as a football player. He had 10 sacks in 10 games. Since he came into last season, since he came into the league as a rookie, he's at .84 sacks per game. That's fourth in all of the NFL, and that's starting as a rookie year. That's not working up to it in the last three, four years in your prime or whatever. Even, you know, take Khalil Mack. He's fourth in the league in that category. I, for one, I think people understand that Miles my- Garrett's a very good football player. I don't know if people really pay attention to how good a football player he really See, is. See,
0: that was going to be my question for you, though. Because I, I think that Miles Garrett is uh, one of the elite pass rushers in the league. Certainly, I, I don't. He's not fully developed. He though. isn't, and he's not. He he's such an edge, but he's not at this exact. He's he, the the reason he's getting paid. This contract is not only because of what he is, but what he could can and will become he's only I mean people forget that when he came in the league, he was only 20. Yeah, he was the youngest player in his draft. I think he was the second youngest player ever picked number one overall in the history of the NFL. He's only just now 24 entering his fourth season. That said to me. The sack numbers are only part of the numbers when it comes to Aaron Donald. He collapses the entire interior of the offensive line on almost every single play. That's why he's the multiple-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Cleo Mack is a great pass rusher, but he can also set the edge, hold the edge. I mean, he can. he has multiple interceptions every year. He's maybe the best guy at stripping the ball of any front seven player in the entire league. So Khalil Mack, he can do so much more. He can drop into coverage at times. I mean, he's not going to cover a slot, but he can go curl to flat, and you know, he can cover this portion of the field and zone. Miles Garrett, to me, I haven't seen him really be able to do any of that stuff yet. It's only been the pass rushing. Like you said, though, I mean, he's got 30 sacks through three seasons. He had 10 and 10 games last year, 13 and a half the year before. So he is a proven elite pass rusher, certainly. I think it's a slightly risky contract, though only because it's not risky because of how young he is and how much uh, potential he's got. It is risky because he hasn't proven it quite yet that he is the total package defensive end. And and, I mean, this comes with a grain of salt. He's certainly one of the best guys. I just don't think he's quite yet as good as um, Cleo Mack is right now. I don't think he's as good as J.J. Watt was in his prime. He's not as good as those guys yet in total.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Uh, if you're going to ask me if he's as good as, as Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack, the answer is no and not close. I mean, I I think right. those two I mean, Aaron are, Donald is at a whole different level. W- but that's what right. I'm saying. Those two guys are way down the track in their own conversation alone. And that's how good those two guys I mean, I are. Mean, to, to, to me, we
0: talk a lot about legacy and in, in scope of how long did you play, how great were you during the breadth of your career— but then also I always try to point to guys that are just truly transcendent. Aaron Donald could could ha- suffer a career-ending injury tomorrow, and never play football again and in my mind he's the best interior defensive tackle that's ever played.
1: Yeah, I mean he I I, I wouldn't argue the point. I wouldn't argue. I mean the there's
0: point. there's nobody that can do what Aaron Donald does because he's not just no, a pass rushing no, interior guy. He is he's an utter we've never seen anybody
1: like him. No, we haven't. And and I don't know I don't know that we've ever seen anybody quite like Khalil Mack in a lot of ways, that, too. That's true. I mean, true. He's, he's very, very gifted. Uh, that said, though, I do think those two guys are anomalous. I mean, if that's where you want—I I realize the comparison makes sense because you just got paid more than those guys on a per-year basis, but first of all, the next contract that comes up, that will all change, right. right? And if you're asking me, the rest of the league, defensive players, especially front seven guys— where is he on that list incredibly high and to your point at just now 24 years of age he's got he's got like you can see that he hasn't topped out right. and and well and, and he's got that he's got the prodigy part of it too
0: yep i mean every once in a while you get guys that are just they're just men, they're men when they're when they're boys yeah and I mean, we've seen it recently with Zion Williamson. We saw it with Jadavion Clowney, but Jadavion Clowney has not. Jadavion Clowney had so much hype that even though he's been a Pro Bowler in the NFL, he's not even come close to living up to. And, and, and he's the,
1: the guy. guy that I want to compare Miles Garrett to but because but, who would you pref- who would you rather have? Oh, Miles Garrett by a mile. By good, That's but good, but so good much talk. of it
0: so much of it though is too is the injury history as well. It is, but but the the guys that have that prodigious part to them no matter how they ever perform it, when they're healthy they will always be among the most highly paid because of what they could be and we've only seen yeah. a handful of them in football I mean Adrian Peterson comes to mind but Miles Garrett I mean, people forget man like Miles Garrett he shocked the college football world when he chose Texas a and I mean he was far and away the number one prospect in the country and then when he was at Texas A&M it was like well how fast can we get this guy out I mean everybody was slobbering over it I and mean, he could have been the number one he's one of the Probably only the three guys I could have ever named that could have been a top
1: ten draft pick in the NFL when they were a teenager. Um, here's my question for you: When it comes to Miles Garrett, is you know, er, you say to me in the N- NBA all the time, like you you have to have an elite skill. There's some, there's some guys like you know, okay, LeBron, Giannis, who who are just so crazy talented, skilled, physical, and so forth that they got it all, but. There's, there's a handful there's a bunch of guys in the NBA that are quote unquote role players. and what the role is is basically being top three or top five in the league at something that, that you can do. right. The NFL is the opposite of that. The NFL is how many different things can you do at a high level? How, how many ways can, can we use you? How many different places can you line up? And that's where Miles Garrett falls short, because he's an NBA guy. He is right. an elite. Pass rusher. Period. End of story. Opponent's QBR across the NFL, regardless. When they're playing the Browns, opponent's QBR drops twenty points when he's on the field. Mm, okay? Step. He's in a he is a difference maker. But that's that's not all. What is he like as an edge setter? What is he like as a run stuff stuffing defensive end? He's got the I mean the levers and the length that this man brings to bear are just astounding. Yeah, they are. But you know, it's there, there is, there's potential to be closed. And on one hand, you go, well, you know, he could be even better than he is. And on the other hand, you go, he will be better than he is and should get paid this amount. I don't have a problem with this contract, uh, you know, for Miles Garrett, who's, again, a number one overall pick. You're picking up his fifth-year option. You, you know, you're committed to this guy because he is uh, uh, an an elite player, and you expect him to be that probably for the duration of this deal. I mean, seven years from now, he's going to be 30 years old. Um We'll see where he's at at that time, but you certainly are are locking up Miles Garrett for the absolute prime time of his career, which you would think is probably set to start this year.
0: Lawrence Taylor changed the NFL so much with his ability to just come off the blind side. I mean, that whole book, The Blind Side, is based around that opening scene where Lawrence Taylor comes off the edge against the Washington Redskins, sacks Joe Theismann, breaks his leg in half on Monday Night Football, waving the card in, effectively ends Joe Theismann's career. But that was like the quintessential moment of when, it, that was the tipping point of the NFL then becoming obsessed with left tackles to then protect the blind side because of these elite pass rushers. That was, I mean, the Giants were the, the first team to really run like that odd man front where the backside edge guys, the guy that's just coming full head of steam. And it, it, it redefined what the NFL was. And we've seen s- so many guys then step up into that pure edge role, whether it was, you know, Derek Thomas with the Chiefs or you know Von Miller with the Broncos. But I'm wondering now, because everything in football is cyclical, right? It all comes back around. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, teams in 2014 are running the zone read, which is just the hybrid version of the Veer. They're just running it out of the gun. And we're already, we're all of a sudden back to running like the wing tee that Oklahoma used to run under Bud Wilkinson back in the 1940s and 50s. It's just out of a spread formation, but everything's cyclical, right? What are we seeing more than anything now, though? It doesn't matter, even if you're the six foot five quarterback, you got to be like Josh Allen. You got to be like Carson Wentz. You got to be able to move in the pocket. Mm -hmm. We asked, we were having a good interview talking uh, offensive line philosophies with Bobby Houck last fall. And he stopped me. He goes, Colter, I got to ask you something. He said, what? Off the top of your head, which offensive lineman position would you say is the most important? I said, well, conventional wisdom would say the left tackle, but I know you're going to tell me that's wrong. He said, that's right. It's not right anymore because we move the pocket all the time.
1: A.K.A., and his answer is there is no one. There
0: is no one, right? And like he was saying, like in the Montana Grizzlies example, when you got Dalton Sneed, there's no such thing as the blind side because you're going to be rolling Dalton Sneed out to the wide side no matter what because you wanted to get him on the edge so he can use his athleticism. My question for you, though, is could this contract – if it lasts for seven years, become archaic because of the way the game's evolving. The, 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 that's why Aaron Donald is so ridiculous because he's putting up 20 plus sacks in a league where more than half the quarterbacks can run. Yeah. But also, it's why he's so impactful because you don't. Lamar Jackson can run away from the edge guy. Kyler Murray can run away from the edge guy. Aaron Donald, he's in your face. Like, there is nowhere to go. He just gets you right away, right? You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. do you think that this. Is there a chance that this contract could blow up in the Browns' face? Because I think the concept of put your hand in the ground and go get 15 sacks a year as an edge guy, is it's not it's not a lost art, but it's going to become harder and harder as we get more and more athletic quarterbacks.
1: Uh, the reason that this could blow up in the Browns' face is because it's the Browns well, right. making a contract. Right. Uh, that's the number one reason. The The number two, I, I understand what you're saying. Here's the thing, though, to me. I, I do. Miles Garrett, there's some guys who... who it's it's their explosion off the ball their get off is an elite skill their ability to their ability to rush the quarterback is sort of predicated on a, a specific set of skills that are unique to doing that job miles garrett possesses some of those but he possesses physically a myriad of others to, as well and so i think as the game evolves he will also be able to to evolve because i, I don't know what his wingspan is but Ridiculous. It's, it's it's the width of the field, man. Like if you if you're talking about chasing a guy down, he's fast, but also he can get places other guys just simply can't because his his arm is a foot longer than yeah. your arm. Yeah. You know, and that's it's that that stuff all matters. He, he
0: I, I need to watch more. I don't the Browns are just not on the prime time games nearly you're, as much.
1: First of all, just Get to my house every. No, I know. Every Sunday, every Thursday. It's, just it's hard to
0: compare, and contrast him and Khalil Mack. But from what my limited impressions have been, I've watched Khalil Mack a lot more. I will certainly admit that. But Khalil Mack, his ability to like hand fight, and I mean, you can't touch him. He, no. Khalil Mack never gets his his jersey touched. Yeah, he always is hand fighting and staying away from you. And you, I mean, he. Even that part I think is a little bit underrated of what he's able to do. I don't know if Miles Garrett has that as much, but I also don't think it matters. I think that his upside is is ridiculous. I think the other thing that could help Miles Garrett so much, and this I've i said this all along, too. I mean, Aaron Donald's unbelievable. But playing next to and Sue and Robert Quinn helped Aaron Donald quite a bit. I mean, he had elite dudes playing next to him, too. And elite dudes on the back end. I mean, everybody it, it, helps it, everybody. Everybody helps everybody. And so, you know. I mean, the Browns did do a good. I mean, they drafted Denzel Ward. If he could become the corner, like the shutdown corner, I mean, that's what it takes to get sacks. Though, I mean, you have to have
1: time to get home. But he looks like he is that, and that's going to help. That's gonna no help. doubt. Uh, one other uh, major signing, and this is a guy that I think a lot of a lot of non-Chiefs fans won't really know about, but Chris Jones uh, signed an $80 million deal, $37 million signing bonus. A, that's worth the price of your signature, it seems to me. Uh, $60 million guarantee for injury, $5 million in incentives potentially, so up to $85 million uh, in total. But Jones was on the franchise tag this past year. Finally, they got the thing done. Uh, and, and he is, of the Chiefs, by the way, Are now one the only team in the NFL with three players on sixty million dollar contracts or better. I mean that's that's pretty surprising given the fact that almost sixty million guaranteed. You mean? Well, yeah, sixty million dollars guaranteed. Right. Right. Um, But I don't know. You think you you assume like okay, well, you know, next the next contract is going to be whatever. Well, it's not everybody's getting paid like that. It's it's uh, pretty remarkable. But here's something that I think is worth noting: ESPN rankings for interior defensive linemen. Aaron Donald, number one. No surprise there. Chris Jones is number two. 26 years old. He is an outstanding player. He is ranked ahead of Fletcher Cox on ESPN's rankings right now. He is the best defensive player, certainly the best interior defensive player, uh, or excuse me, front-line defensive player that the Chiefs have in the Super Bowl. Uh, He had one... Uh, a hurry that resulted in an interception of Jimmy Garoppolo and three batted balls, three knockdowns in that game. So he's a difference maker, and, and uh, now that Pat Pat Mahomes got his, they uh, decided to allot a little bit to the other side of the ball. And Chris Jones is the guy who got paid uh, for the uh, uh, for the Chiefs. By the way, Frank Clark, the other guy on the big contract for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I was surprised that they signed both Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought they would pick and choose one of the other, especially with the. The amount of guaranteed
1: money, um, but I mean, well, Frank Clark's deal came when came they from, picked him uh, up last right. year. Prior to the Mahomes thing, they they decided they wanted to get the best pass rusher available. He was the guy coming out of Seattle, uh, you know, and they didn't renew it uh, there with the Seahawks. So it, that's that's the guy that they they went with. It's so hard to
0: win back to back Super Bowls, and I mean, I think the Patriots are the only team that's actually won consecutive Super Bowls over the last twenty years. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, they yeah, I think
0: and they only and the Patriots even even with winning six Super Bowls in the last twenty,
1: still only did it once. That's right. They went back to back and won three and four years in, in the, the in salary the
0: cap portion of the NFL is is it's so fascinating because at the same time signing Mahomes, Frank Clark, and Chris Jones to these contracts, at the same time, it makes your window open for a little longer and also makes it close a little faster. Do you know what I mean? Like they're signing up to go all in to win at least one or two more in the next two to three years. But also it's going to also be almost impossible for them to win anything at all. After this little window closes, I mean, obviously, they're going to have Mahomes. That gives you a fighting chance no matter what. But they're going to have to rebuild their entire defense. Like, this gives them an even better shot to repeat next year and the year after. But also, it closes the window for how long the window can be. You know what I'm saying? Because if you have more developmental guys on defense, that window can stay open a little bit longer. Kind of like what the Seahawks have done. When you go all in, it's win now. That's great because, I mean, again, no one goes back-to-back in the league. If you can do it, you got to make a run at it. If you got Patrick Mahomes in his prime, you got to load up for it.
1: Well, and I mean, look, if if New England is the example, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, of course, but Tom Brady is as a player, the only thing that stood the test of time on that scale, right? I mean, he was there 2 decades and he won his first Super Bowl with a, with 52 different teammates than what he won his last Super Bowl with. And there may have been a Super Bowl in the middle that it was 52 different teammates other than like maybe Adam Vinatieri on the third one or fourth one or whatever it was. So, you know, if you have that quarterback with the Chiefs, certainly believe they do. We'll talk more about that. Nobody's arguing the point. Then then there isn't really a window. But there is a, there's a different way that you have to go about it when you talk about the money. And they're going about it in Yankees fashion right now, paying everybody while well. Mahomes right. is still on his rookie deal and he's still technically on it. Uh, and so, and and then you won't be able to do that. So, you, you know, you're going to have totally. to figure it out after Well that. And also, you just got to
0: strike while the iron's hot, man, because, like, you just never know. Being a contender and actually winning it is such a different thing. I mean... You know better than anybody. You're a Packers fan. Yep. How many rings did you think Aaron Rodgers was going to win when he won his first one 11 years ago? You 11. thought at least he was going to win three at the minimum, 11. right? Right. I mean, when Russell Wilson wins one, when he's in, in what, year two, year three? Three. You think, okay, this guy's going to stack up three or four rings. Drew Brees, you're like, man, you know, Drew Brees gets one a little later, like late 20s, but still you're like, man, Brees is in his prime. Sean Payton, what a great
1: combo. They're going to win. It's so hard. Well, And the reason is, is because there's all the great combos. I mean, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, is that a great combo? It's a great combo. Right. You know? Right. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, great combo. Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Thirteen and three, their first sure. time together. Pretty good. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, what's that gonna be? Right. I mean, there there's a lot of good combos. It's a professional football league. So I you know, that's what it is. Two telling the one speaking of quarterbacks. Talk a little bit more about quarterbacks. Madden ratings came out. Do they reflect what the players are, in fact, on the field, or are they just games? And also, why don't I play? I'll tell you right after this. Hey, the second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. You ready for this? It's a nine hole golf scramble. It's A week from Saturday it's July 25th at the Linda Vista Golf Course and this is uh, gonna be a lot of fun this is one that if you want to have a good time just enjoy yourself on an afternoon get involved with this one it's a registration starts at 1 o'clock shotgun start at 2 uh, p.m. festivities gonna be going throughout the evening and then even an after party at the Rhino but there's gonna be prizes on every hole exhibitors include glacier distilling milk calf cigars Big Sky Cigars and Cattle Baron Cigars. There's going to be drinks available from the Rhino as well and a ton of stuff. They have a live and silent auction. It includes original artwork from Daniel James, a guided fishing trip, a pheasant hunting trip, even four rounds of golf at the Country Club, plenty uh, and plenty more. Go to CigarsOnTheWater.com and look under auction items to view all the things that are there. You find something you like, you can go bid on that. Again, Golf Dinner is going to be catered by the Miller Creek Café. Fire in the Hole, second annual golf scramble. It's uh, Saturday, July 25th, Linda Vista Golf Course. Again, online. uh, Excuse me. It's $125, and it is online at cigarsonthewater.com. Cigarsonthewater.com to register. Go check it out. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf, And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. rankings mean other than you know being part of the 99 club it's two tell new on 1029 ESPN radio SWX Montana television Add Gus two on Twitter at 1029 ESPN at skyline sports MT as well your relevant handles did you see the uh, the 99 club giveaways Madden sends like a box Mm. To any player who gets a 99 rating. This year it's Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. That's it? I don't know if there's any others. Okay. And they get like a plaque. They get like a gold chain with a bunch of glitter in it. I don't know if it's more than glitter, but it looks very nice. It says 99 on it. These guys love Madden, dude. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, for the
0: guys that are playing right now in the NFL... That's a bigger feather in the cap than almost anything.
1: Absolutely. Yes. It's Being a- it
0: 99 in Madden is way more prestigious and way more coveted by guys that are in their early twenties than going to the
1: Pro Bowl. There's no question. Oh are you kidding me? Fifteen quarterbacks went to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um here's the thing. I don't play Madden. I don't play video games in general. Why is that? Because I I I have problems. Well, yes, yeah, and. And I wouldn't be able to maintain a job or a family if I oh, got into video games. because you'd be so into oh, it. Oh, I love them. Like, it, it, I, I got into a couple of games, and it was just, the world just fades to black. And yeah. I'm just sitting there, my blisters on my thumbs, the whole thing. And I don't know why, man. I can't help myself. So I have to, you know, you <laughs> have to sometimes, or not you don't overcome temptation. You have to keep temptation away from you. Or else it's, you know, like, there's no beating the thing. It just can't, I just can't do it. You know what I mean? So uh, I I, 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 I like wish it. I could I I you know if I was in a different circumstance, forget about it. You know, I know a lot of people did the COVID thing. They like you know order these you know, give me an Xbox, give me a PlayStation, whatever it is online, and just go for it. I gotta stay at home all the time. I, I mean I get that, but man, I uh, I got problems, Coulter. I can't do the thing. But I do understand at why. Least you know though. Yeah, yeah. I was I was told once upon a time. Uh, by somebody that I care about quite a lot that if I wanted to keep living with her <laughs> probably mm-hmm. probably is going to just have to let this go uh, in any case the quarterback ratings for Madden 21 uh, are as false I still don't know what I mean I I understand how they do the years like for new cars and stuff like that like it's next year's model that's available now right. so I understand but it is for the 2020 season you know I don't I don't know if I get that Patrick Mahomes, the number one rated quarterback, 99 rating. Number two, Russell Wilson at a 97. I like that rating. I know you don't like that rating as much. I like that rating. Lamar Jackson is at three at 94. Drew Brees, 93. Tom Brady is at a 90. He is fifth overall, followed by Aaron Rodgers in the sixth spot. Matt Ryan at seven. Deshaun Watson. Dak Prescott and rounding out the top ten, Carson Wentz. So there's your top ten quarterbacks according to Madden rankings uh, on the dial. Here's where I I don't like this at all. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Put my cheese head on. Aaron Rodgers being sixth here is 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 crazy. Uh, Tom Brady. Cannot be ahead of Aaron Rodgers in no. terms of as a quarterback. It's neither just can not Drew possible. Brees. Neither can Lamar Jackson. And neither can Russell Wilson. I don't think Drew Brees can either. I actually do agree with you on that. The Lamar Jack. Here's the thing. Here's where I, I I'm trying to ascertain because I don't know where you know how they do the ratings. They take these ratings very seriously. Oh, they absolutely. know it's a big deal, and they're doing and there's, a, there's a whole many, bunch of work. Many
0: many different uh, categories. That That's go right to them as well.
1: So, in the game. The weapon, I presume, that Lamar Jackson is with his, whatever the speed rating is, yeah. combined with this throwing, sure. he probably is a more dangerous video game player than sure. is Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I mean, like his, they do ratings as far as uh, acceleration, speed, yes. explosiveness, right, right. open space. Um, Elusiveness. I mean, they rate everything. And so I'm sure Lamar Jackson is the f- highest rated quarterback in the history of the game in terms of all of the non-throwing
1: elements. But the thing that you have to be able to do as a quarterback playing the game, which you cannot actually do as a video game player, is deliver like read you do read the defense in the game to some extent. I understand that, but but you don't like sit back there, look at it, and deliver the ball. You know? Lamar Jackson is a long way. From being that guy, he's got a great arm. He sees the game a little bit. He, but he is—he's so good in these other ways that he creates much bigger windows than other quarterbacks do, and that's to his credit because of his speed, because of his ability to to to, to create time in the pocket, out of the pocket, all that stuff. So he deserves all the credit in the world for that. He's not a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. He's not a better quarterback than Drew Brees. Period. So I love Lamar Jackson, man. This is is MVP, right? Love him. But he's not better than those guys. So, you know, I take this as being a video game, not a ranking of quarterbacks as quarterbacks in the NFL. So, but the thing is, is that everybody's, you know, how accurate and how realistic Madden is. Well, this ain't ain't that to me. And you can go on down the line that Matt Ryan's on the list is an egregious error. Especially that he's above Deshaun Watson and Carson. Above Deshaun Watson?
0: Get out of here! Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. To me, I mean, just as somebody that's has played it Madden a ton in my you life. You have, oh yeah. Okay, I mean, do, do 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 you have, you have dozens and dozens. Of do you have, Do you get it every year? No, I have stopped getting it since it became. Here's my
1: biggest. Gray. Oh boy, here's here we my go. here's children my, of America. Here, no, no, no. Here's
0: my biggest gripe: the video games have become so realistic that the, part of the fun of video games is being able to put up real. Stats in a fraction of the time, forever. The allure of Madden is you could play five or six-minute quarters, so the games would last like 45 minutes, and that would get you, then when you're playing a season or you're playing your buddies or whatever, would get you real stats. So you could chase like real NFL records. You could try to rush for 2,000 yards. That was about the amount of time. And if you played any more than five or six-minute quarters, then all of a sudden your stats would become a little bit uh, less realistic. Now, the games are so... Freaking realistic and the way that you have to go about doing it, like in NBA 2K, for example, you gotta play twelve minute quarters if you want LeBron James to average twenty eight points per game. Who got time for that? I don't got time to play one one single contest for two and a half hours. No way. Ironically, the number the game that is the most realistic that you can play way faster than the actual real time game is and still achieve real numbers is Is it FIFA? It's baseball. Oh, okay. It's baseball. MLB the show. You you can blast through a game in about an hour. Yeah, because it's not on a clock. It's just it's a not pitch on a clock. Count. Exactly. Yeah. And if you still I, not just pitch, it's pitch, still, pitch 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 yeah, pitch pitch, yeah. but you can play the full nine innings, get the full real stats. Can you argue with the ump? Oh, you dude. MLB the show is is one of the greatest marvels in human <laughs> engineering. I am serious, man. It's not a program. It's it's straight virtual reality. Because in baseball, you really can write the code so that it's purely based off physics. So when I throw this hard outside fastball and the computer goes and swings at it, it is a real 100% non-programmed, non-predetermined, physical reaction that is happening the timing of when the bat hits the ball is exactly where it would go based on true physics it's just a simulation of it yeah it's it makes it unbelievable i mean the, the game is crazy you could play that game for hundreds of hours and literally never have the same thing happen okay i like it it's unbelievable anyways as somebody that's played a lot of madden before i i would say that aaron Rodgers is no question still a 95 the eighty nine is a complete slight. I'd say Russell Wilson's right there in the ninety five rank ratio too. I cannot I would never say though that he's eight points better than Aaron Rodgers is. No at doubt, this but moment. I argue
1: that's that's an underrating more than an overrating. I would maybe a little.
0: I have ready. Lamar Jackson as like an eighty nine or a ninety. Good, really good, but mm-hmm. not not better than these other mm-hmm. guys. Drew Brees, I think, is an eighty nine or a ninety. I think Tom Brady's a solid eighty nine, uh, and I think Deshaun Watson's got to be like a ninety two, not yes. an eighty six. Deshaun Watson is just a- and Matt Ryan's like an eighty four. And Carson Wentz is like an 88. These guys I don't know. There's a lot of skewed ratings here. But they also have Joe Burrow as a 76. That's pretty interesting.
1: Is that low? Is that I don't know the game. Is that bad? Or is I would that, yeah. I would
0: have said Joe Burrow would, should come in as like a 79. So 70 okay. 76 is a little bit okay. a little bit low. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's fascinating analyzing this stuff because it is it really is a a huge source of pride for players. And like Twitter was going off today. There were so many guys from other teams, other franchises, they were saying, Man, what are you guys doing? Like, Aaron Rodgers is the. You guys watch it? Do you watch him? <laughs> he's the best guy in the league still.
1: Stu of two 129 ESPN Radio. Speaking of baseball, he's talking about the show. Quick break. JLo and A Rod are trying to buy the Mets, but between them, they don't have enough money. So they've dipped into their pool of athlete friends to try and do a a pass-the-hat fundraiser to buy the New York Metropolitans. We'll tell you how that's going and who they've chosen next.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: money you got maybe you could own a portion of the New York Mets it's two telling new on 102.90 ESPN radio great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon hope you're having a fantastic day I think we're having a pretty good day off to a off to a strong Tuesday start I'd say Tuesday you ever get out there with one of those I have no idea what day it is yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, when was the last time you played Mario Kart 64? Um mm. man, it's been it's been a little while. Um but I will race you into the floor, Tommy. No way. First of all, you don't have a floor, so we'll just go huh. straight through and into the basement, I guess. Let's just you set your kitchen on fire over the weekend. I did. Uh, you you could not touch me in that game. This is like Larry Bird shooting threes, even though he hasn't played in the NBA in two decades, three decades, whatever. Just, he's just You're not going to come close. Who
0: did you play as?
1: Whoever I wanted. Often Yoshi. Oh, you're a Yoshi guy. Like Yosh. I don't know, man.
0: Coulter's talk about video games made me think we ought to set up shop in that studio in front of your camera. You, and, and I was thinking we could put the monitor, like, right where your automation screen yeah, is Yeah, what there. if we
1: had some TVs up in here? Then we could do it, huh? That is a good idea. You got those brackets yet, boys? Sure ha- I did, guys but they didn't fit. Here. The ones that are made for Roku TVs do not fit Roku TVs. That seems uh, like an oversight. Uh. J-Lo and A-Rod are trying to buy the New York Mets. They put a bid together. Uh, They are trying to uh, uh, own the Mets, who are for sale. Uh, They submitted an initial bid of $1.7 million. By the way, they're only part of the group that put that figure together. And I don't know that they're even the majority partners of that group, the two of them. The two of them together, I would think, got to be some pretty influential, but uh, I think there's some, as they say, real money involved, which is uh, sort of laughable. But a group of other former athletes, current and former athletes, has also come together and tried to get in on Purchasing the New York Mets is part of this very, very uh, well-known couple and group that is attempting to pull this off. It includes, by the way, this is from Vaughn McClure, staff writer for ESPN, Brian Urlacher, Travis Kelsey, and DeMarco Murray, all looking to get involved uh, in, uh, in this bid to uh, buy the Mets. Steve Cohen has also made a bid. He's got the top bid so far. It's $2 billion to buy the Mets uh, that he has put in, which uh, exceeds if you do the math, by $300 million. Uh, the uh, bid put together by JLo and A-Rod, which is why they're looking for more money. Uh, the report says that Jeff Wilpon, who is the COO of the Mets, would prefer to sell the, the, the team to the Rodriguez Lopez group, but He needs the offer to be relatively close to the highest offer in order to justify that, and probably $300 million short isn't going to work. Now, I don't really care how these figures work out. What I do care about is this. Travis Kelsey is, uh, well, he's, he's the number one rated tight end if you're a fantasy football player headed into this season. Uh, he's going, he's scheduled to make 10 million this year and 10 million next year. So I understand that's a lot of money that he hasn't made yet. But to this point in his career, okay, through right now, he has earned $30 million as an NFL football player. Now that's a lot of money, $30 million. Okay. That is a gross figure. So. I don't know. Again, what the, the the total taxables on all this stuff are, and it varies state to state as you play games and everything like that. But can we say that we're probably at, I don't know, twenty twenty two million on the take home, something like that. I don't know. Uh, according to Forbes
0: magazine, Travis Kelsey's net worth is thirteen million dollars. Okay.
1: All I'm gonna say is this: he's made thirty million in his career gross. If half of that figure. Which would be a huge amount. to be far more than half of what you've actually received in your bank statements. So I don't think he's coming close to $15 million to put into this thing. But if it no. was $15 million, he would own far less than 1% of the Mets if right. they were to buy it. So I don't know if this contextualizes for anybody out there the amount of gross and disgusting money that we are talking about when you're talking about purchasing professional franchises when you talk billions is a, a common a relatively common number now that is talked about the billions of dollars that Bezos is worth or Gates or you know when it comes to government money and that kind of thing. It's 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 an insane amount and it's an amount that's so big that it's very difficult to put into context. But if you take Travis Kelsey who is one of the superstars of the NFL one of the great players in the NFL and you took half the money he'd ever made he could buy or something like that of the Mets. So it's on the owners is all I'm saying at the end of the day, people. It's on the owners. I I don't want to hear about lost revenue. I realize that's how they orient their lives and all that. That's why they're where they are. It's fine. It's on the owners. That's my MLB statement. The idea that Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez... Guaranteed contracts, Alex Rodriguez, and 30 years of pop superstardom crossover from acting to singing and the whole deal, Jennifer Lopez, aren't even the top bidders in their own group to go buy a team. That is a remarkable reality.
0: I mean, to put this in perspective, Alex Rodriguez earned more money per his contracts than any athlete in the history of the world. Ever. Yep. His net worth is $350 million. Magic Johnson, who has been uh, one of the great entrepreneurs in his post athletic career, yeah. he owns uh, an array of restaurants, uh, an entire chain of movie theaters, car dealerships. He's done it better than almost anybody. $650 million net worth. Magic Johnson is a minority owner. The in only terms one of his stake. Who's the, the only one? dude who can afford to really even outright own a team. And he still doesn't even outright own it. Be like. Michael Jordan. That's it. But he is, Michael Jordan is worth $2.1 billion and he still does not own the Charlotte Hornets outright and, in fact, sold 20% of his stake, making him then a minority owner once again in the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and I mean... So, I mean, regardless, if you add... and it These guys are trying to get Bradley Beal involved in this as well. According to Forbes magazine, quick Google searches here, $68 million is what all of those guys, including Bradley Beal, are worth... Aside from Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. And, and this is talking about their full net worth. So sixty eight million plus three hundred and fifty million. So you're talking about four hundred and eighteen million dollars. That's if every single person put in every single dime that they got, and they're still not even gonna get one third of the way there to to purchase the whole team. They're they're gonna even they're gonna, be, they're gonna be, get twenty
1: five percent there. I got ten bucks on it. I'll put ten bucks to get them on Mets deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's two tellnuanas on a two ninety ESPN radio. Our number one is in the the books, hour number two, straight ahead. We're gonna do a little blind side. We're gonna have a little bit of fun, ask some questions, bring you in 361-3688. You can call us when we get going on this thing right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris, they're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. They're at Highway 83 in Seeley, both places. And the weather, it is nice, people. It is beautiful. It is the time to be outside, be out hanging out in the mountains, be out on the off-road, be on the lake. And no matter where you go, what you like to do, Kurtz Polaris, they're going to get you there. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes. Top of the line. You like being on two wheels, they got you hooked up with the dirt bikes. You like to be on four wheels, all the side-by-sides from Polaris. It's as good as it gets. Rangers, Razors, Generals, all of it. They are at Kurtz Polaris. And now you want to float around in the water, tootle off into the flathead, Georgetown Lake, Swan, whatever you're into. How about a crest pontoon boat? Crest pontoon boats Yes, as usual at Kurt's top of the line. That's it. That's all. They only do it the best that you can do it. Crestmont tune both summer the way you want to, the way you've always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris, online at kurtzpolaris.com.